Welcome back inside Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Football Fix. Time now for our Focus on Faith interview with Notre Dame defensive lineman Nana Asafa Menza, fifth-year graduate student who he can return for one more season if he wants. We'll see if he chooses to do so or not. This season, 18 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, and two sacks. He started just a few games in his career, and yet he is a major leader on this team. He's not a captain, but he's a big-time leader. The son of immigrants, his parents came to America from Ghana. Nana grew up in Texas, didn't know anything about Notre Dame, but fell in love with it. Faith is a huge part of his life, and that's why he fell in love with Notre Dame. Here's Faith Family and Football with Nana. Asafa Mensa. All right, Nana, let's start with you had a rough start here. You didn't get to play much, and then you got injured. You found your role on this team. How has your role kind of grown, and what has that role meant to you? I would say my role now is really just based on staying true to who I know I am and who people have believed in me to be because it's allowed me to, one, be at this great university and meet so many different people and be playing with so many different people since I played with Khalid Kareem back in 2019 to now I'm playing with freshmen like Brendan Vernon this year in 2023. And I know like people on the team now see me as like just that, that older guy, that elder basically. But at the same time, I really appreciate it because I really feel like I can get to the young guys and I can get to the whole team really in different situations of leadership because of I've really been through it all since how I was on the team before COVID hit, when COVID hit, after COVID, and then now how it is. There's been so many changes, even coaching changes, strength coach changes, and so much that I really have an advantage of being able to relate to basically give another upper hand to like a lot of guys on the team that are new here. Leaders are often starters. You've mostly been in a reserve role. How have you ascended to be – how have you had the confidence to, to be a leader? I just really take a lot of faith in controlling what you can control. And, I mean, a big thing for me is I have a lot of faith in serenity. And, like, my mom and I's favorite prayer is the um, serenity prayer. Like, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to say the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference. And that's just something that – no matter what's going on in my life, I know what I can control and I know what I can take advantage of. And for the things I can't, all I can do is just wait on it. And all I can do is just really stay true to the time will come for me. As long as I just stay true to who I am and who I know I could be, then the rest will take care of itself. You mentioned faith. Take us through how important it is to you on a daily basis. Faith for me is just something that really gets me through all of the concerns, all of the worries, all of the unknowns in my life. And I'm a guy that's always looking for like forward in the future. I'm a guy that's always just wanting to know what's next for me, wanting to know what's next for my friends, what's next for my family. And at the same time, I will never know the answers to those, like, to those um, questions. But at the same time, I know like faith always says, you know, just trust in what the Lord is doing now for he'll you understand later. And when I just read that, I believe that's like John 13, 7. And I believe when I read that and when I see those words, I'm like, okay, all you can do really is just live in the moment. All you can do is live in the now because that's the only thing we can't control. We can't change what happened yesterday, and we can't really determine what happens tomorrow. But all I know is that whatever time it is right now, I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I can to be able to make the make the scenario what I want it to be, in a way, if that makes sense. Notre Dame put out a really cool video of uh, the number 31 and what it means to you. For, for people maybe that didn't see that, why did you choose number 31? I chose number 31 because there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs is just a very strong and a very emotional chapter in the Bible for me because it really is one of those chapters that when you can really just go there and look for reasons to 
reasons to act the way you should and reasons to believe in the times that you're really struggling. And I feel like there's so many, of course, chapters in the Bible that some of them, some people like to go look at Psalms because of like the beautiful poetry. Some people like to just go look at the parables, which are also great story lessons. But I feel like Proverbs just really, really has a better fitting and a better way of almost adhering and really applying the word to almost any situation you can have in your life. Take us back to the beginning, uh, family uh, growing up and in, in Texas, but you, your parents from, from Ghana. Take us back to the beginning and how what family life was like. So my parents came over from Ghana in, I want to say, either the early 90s or late 80s. And my dad came from Ghana to um, California, like Los Angeles area. My mom came from Ghana over to New Jersey. And, I mean, they didn't even know each other when they were back in Ghana. They met each other when they were here, actually on a blind date, which is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. But... You know, they've been together for who knows how, since 1995 now. So, I mean, they're my parents, too. So I love it. With that, like my parents have always been like my rock and our family. We have a lot of cousins. We have a lot of uncles and all that. But we're not like the type of family where we like really visit other people a lot. So it's really just been the two of my, me and my parents and my sister. So we've always just been, you know, super close with each other and always relying on each other. And one thing we've always relied on is our faith and that's when we actually became Catholic. Me and my mom and my sister, when I was in fifth grade, we became Catholic. And that was like just a big pivotal change for me and my whole family. Like my mom started teaching RCIA classes and helping out young kids convert over to Catholicism. Me and my sister were at a Catholic school for our first time. And ever since then, I really just found a purpose and found a meaning to like what God is. Because I mean, I've always been a believer in God, but I never really understood what he can be and be and like do for me in my entire life. So I really got involved in Catholic school. And that baptism, uh, your dad played a pretty important role that day. Uh, he was already Catholic, but take us through uh, how important he was through the process. He was very important. I mean, he was the only Catholic one in our family. Um, my mom was raised Muslim back in Ghana, and then me and my sister were really just non-denominational. But my dad was actually um, Godfather, and I want to say the sponsor, too, for our baptism for me, my sister, and my mother. And I just think that's because of the pride he takes and, you know, just really being the man of the house and that protector of the house because at the end of the day, like, my dad's love is unmatched by anybody I have else in my life. And the way he always just talks to me, the way he takes care of me, and the way he always has his love for me is just something that I know he takes a lot of pride in and he really cherishes because he's really are the rock of our family. So it's really important to us. Notre Dame defensive lineman Nana Safa Menza joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Football Fix as we talk faith, family, and football. How do you end up at Notre Dame? I would say Notre Dame was just the most unexpected blessing that I had in my recruiting process because I really grew up never having a dream school and I never had a school that I knew like, okay, boom, if I get a scholarship offer from them, I'm going. And honestly, when I first got my offer, first got connected with Notre Dame, I didn't even know it was a school besides the cathedral out in France. And when I came up here to visit, I still didn't really know anybody here. When I visited, it was just so much different than other schools I visited from the way the campus looked, to the way the classes were formatted, to really the people. And I remember when I was here and I was hosted by Jordan Gilmar-Keith and Myron Tagaviola, and they just really showed me what it's like to be at Notre Dame from what the guys in the locker room are like to what the regular students are like. And it really just gave me a feeling of how different the students are here and how different the people are here because they really care about who you are, which is bigger than like just being a football player, which is bigger than just being some guy from Texas. It just... They want to know your story. They want to know like what drives you. They want to know what makes you happy. And that just really gave me a good feeling that I can come up here and meet 
great people and I'm glad I have because I can definitely say like the friends that I've met, even though most of them are gone now because I'm so old now and I'm, all my friends have either graduated or transferred out, but I still stay in connection with them almost every day and I wouldn't do anything to trade for them, trade for my friends ever in the world. I mentioned earlier about your beginning here and you know not playing much early and then getting injured. Was all that that you just spoke about what kept you here? and why you didn't decide to leave like so many decide to do in in situations like you were in I would definitely say yeah like the people in my life and the people yeah the people in my life that I've met have definitely been my rock and they've definitely been the people that really have gotten me through the hardest times and I could even name off some people you know like like Jacob Lacey, Osita Kwanu, Howard Cross like those three guys are probably the most the closest guys I've ever had in my life in terms of just like a friendship and then there's even like other people that y'all want to know, like um, um, Sophia Laura, Alyssa Dempsey, Olivia Fabry, Aaron Scalco. Like, those people have always been in my life since I was a freshman here. And Abby Rossum, like, those people have really just always given me a better insight of if football is not going well, like, I still have a purpose. Like, I still have my being. I still have my reason for why people are loving on me, why people just want to be around me. And they've really just been a huge, vital, important role to me my entire life. How has your faith grown while on this campus, and where are some of those places on this campus that help you grow in your faith? I would say the grotto, but at the same time, I feel like that's such a cliche answer because everybody loves a grotto. But one thing for me that I've always taken uh, that's really helped me keep my faith strong is um, when we have our pregame masses, Father Nate will give us these little medals that have a different patron saint on it. And I just really, it really, one, reminds me of how we go to mass before every game. And I know some guys can see that as a drag. Some guys can see that as like, this isn't motivating. Like I'm about to go to mass and I'm gonna go play a football game. Like I'm not hyped up. But for me, it's just a time where I can really just, just like de-stress, de-worry, and just really just sit in a place where I can listen to a parable that's probably gonna change the way I see something in the world and just really have an opportunity to like, pray to the Lord about protecting all my teammates, granting us the ability to go out and play to the best that we can, give everybody time to just travel safe. It's like just a big time to really give thanks for the opportunity I'm in because I wouldn't have thought I was going to be playing college football until I had my first offer when I was 17. And it was something that I never really was chasing for, but I knew it was something that would be amazing if it happened. And I just really would hate to really just take that for advantage and to really regret not being thankful for being having like the blessing to play football. Finally, we mentioned you wear number 31. You also head to num- the 31-yard line before a game for, for one less prayer. What's that moment like before a game? That's just a moment where I can just really look back and thank to the Lord, like all those that are really up there looking down on me and those that I wish could be at these games watching me from either friends back home or like I have a couple of coaches that have passed away in the past couple of years, a couple of teammates that have passed away. And those are all guys that I knew once I got to the moment where I am now, I would have loved to have them come to these games, sit in the stands and watch me, but I can't. So I just ask God to just really, you know, give them an extra pair of binoculars so they can really just look down on me, protect me, stay in my head, and just really, like, guide me through the game. Nana, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great reflections from Nana. And, again, anytime you can have a guy who does not play as much as 25% of your team be one of your biggest leaders. Yeah. That says a lot about that individual, and that's who he is. He's so well-respected on this team. No, you can tell he's well-respected by the others on this team. Uh, You could tell that even through fall camp, 
they would frequently bring up his name and the kind of effort that he puts forth. And you just watch the demeanor of guys on the sidelines around him, too. They defer somewhat to him. He is uh, an elder statesman on this team. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if he came back for one more year, depending on what he's doing with his graduate studies. Yeah, it just depends on what he wants to do. Does he want to give a shot at the NFL, or does he have a better chance? Again, going back to, can he get some NIL money that makes it a little bit better, and he, and he gets ready from there? So, well, one of the many 31 seniors that you're going to have to monitor, Only there's only so many that are actually definitely leaving because we still have that one more year of the COVID rule that allows guys to come back for fifth and sometimes, in this case, potentially a sixth year.